A Duff Said is brought to you by Sheldon Street Pizza. Visit them online at SheldonStreetPizza.com. Sheldon Street Pizza, more than just pizza. And by Fourth Coast Cider Works. The best hard cider is from the Fourth Coast. For a list of ciders, go to FourthCoastCiderWorks.com. Not available for anyone under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly. Saginaw Valley State got a crucial road win this past Saturday in the Uper Dome. The Cardinals defeated Northern Michigan 30-21. SVSU is now 7-3, and they are heading into a must-win matchup at home this Saturday against Michigan Tech. Now, the Huskies spoiled the Cardinals' playoff chances last season. How can the Cards avoid that happening to them again? Well, I caught up with Cardinals head coach Ryan Brady this week to talk about last week's win and to preview this Saturday's game. And that conversation starts now. So this win that you had this past Saturday against Northern Michigan, you guys put together a huge second half in this game. It was only 7-6 at halftime, so what adjustments did you guys have to make at halftime in order to turn this game in your favor? Yeah, you know, defensively, I thought we played really well. Uh, offensively, we just, um, it was really just self-inflicted wounds in the first half. Um, second quarter, we got it going. I think we had 120 yards rushing in the second quarter. So we started moving the ball and, and scored. And then we had another drive going and uh, made the decision to go for it. And fourth and fourth and one. And, um, you know, we didn't get it. And so probably could have kicked a field goal and, Maybe had the opportunity to go up, uh, you know, nine, nine, seven there at the half, and thought we could get it. Had a lot of momentum, um, but really at halftime we just we just talked about you know winning the third quarter, um, and we did a good job of that all year. Um, and I thought our guys really were focused and determined and came out um, with a different energy level than they had in the first half, and um, you know really put together a really solid third quarter and took control of the game. One of the biggest plays that you had in that third quarter came from Isaiah Malcolm. Now, we have talked all season long about what Isaiah Malcolm does for your offense. But on Saturday, you had him on special teams, and he made a huge play for you guys. He had a 51-yard punt return that set you guys up deep in northern Michigan territory. He got you guys all the way down to the five with that punt return. How crucial was it at that moment for him to break off that return? Well, it was huge for him because he was beating himself up because, um, um, you know, in the first play of the second half, uh, he was on kickoff receiving, you know, caught the ball in the end zone and decided he was going to take it out and got tackled on the nine-yard line. So, you know, he got chewed out by a coach and was beating himself up over, over um, you know, that, that decision. And, you know, he just kind of got caught up in the moment on a rule and, um, but I just told him, I said, just hang in there, dude. Like, uh, we ended up driving 90 yards and scoring on that drive. And then, you know, he got the opportunity to get his hands on a punt and, um, you know, obviously made a huge play down to the five and, and then we scored. And, you know, at that point, you know, it's 20 to seven and, uh, you know, we had taken control of the momentum, um, of that game. And, um, we really started to settle in nicely. They say you always want to have a short memory anytime you have a mistake like that where you try to take one out and then it doesn't go anywhere near as far as you would hope to. 
What does it say about the confidence that Isaiah has that even though that particular moment didn't go his way, he still had the confidence that once he got the ball in his hands, he was going to find some room to run and make something special happen for you guys. Yeah. I mean, our, our, our expectations here are so high, um, you know, and so, you know, Isaiah has been beating himself up for a few weeks um, for a, you know, a muff punt in the Davenport game. And, you know, I told him in that game, Hey man, you gotta let it go. We need you, you know? Um, and so, um, you know, it's just, uh, in football, there's just so much adversity, um, all the time. And, um, you just always have to be ready for the next play. Um, and you have to have a short memory. Um, cause if not, then, um, you know, one play, one bad play turns into two and two turns into three and, and pretty soon, you know, it snowballs. And so, so much of this game is just, you know, having the mental toughness and the resolve um, to just keep battling play after play. And you can't get caught up looking at the outcomes and looking at the scoreboard. You know, you really just have to focus on doing your job and, and taking it one play at a time and, and just having um, faith and trust in the process. That return led to a touchdown two plays later. You got that touchdown from sophomore Tyler Amos. Tyler is someone we haven't talked a whole lot about this season, but he had 60 yards rushing in this game to go along with that touchdown. What impact does Tyler give to your team? Yeah, Tyler, um, you know, he started out the season um, really hot. Um, it was playing really, really well for us. He was uh, part of that three-headed monster um, early in the year with Isaiah Malcolm, Dante Bartwell, and then obviously Tyler Ramos. And so, um, you know, Tyler got an ankle injury um, early in the Michigan Tech game the first time around. And, and Tyler is our most physical running back. Um, and so, you know, those 60 yards, he, he must have had five yards, six yards, five yards, six yards, just tough physical downhill runs, um, you know, all throughout the Northern Michigan game. And those were those were huge um, runs. Um, and obviously, we rushed for 277 yards. Um, so the combination of, you know, Tyler, Isaiah Malcolm, and then running Jarvis Grissom, and then, you know, Casey Williams uh, and Derek Hinton um, had a really good day carrying the ball on the perimeter. Um, it just really made us um, really tough to deal with um, in the second half where, where, you know, I talked to Northern's coach, and he's like, yeah, I had to, I had to kick two onside kicks because um, I just we just didn't feel like we could stop you. Um, and so uh, credit our offensive line, our tight ends really did a nice job um, getting back to – you know, grinding on the ground, and um, you know, that's good to see. Just looking at the stat sheet right now, in terms of what you did do in this game offensively, you outgained them 355 to 290, and you had a tremendous edge when it came to the ground game. 277 yards rushing for you guys to just 114 for them. One of the things we talked about last week was you were concerned about their ground game and the impact that it could have against your defense, but it looks like you guys had the overall edge in that category. Yeah, and that was a huge, um, huge, uh, huge key to the game uh, in the second half. You know, um, you know, their running back Taquan Cox, he, you know, he hit us for a long one in the first half for 80 yards, or you know, we just miss our safety just misfit the play, and you know, he made us pay, and that's what great running backs do and um but i thought we did a great job containing him uh it was his lowest output um in like five weeks so our defense did what they normally do and they defended the pass very well um but yeah you know um 
it's you know it's 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 been tough you know Jaris Grissom's doing a great job for us um and he's you know uh, it's not an easy situation for him you know he started at receiver for you know seven eight weeks and all of a sudden now you're the starting quarterback um and so you know in the first half he you know he he had some jitters you know and so we were trying to get him to settle down and you know relax and hang in the pocket and you know in the second half you started to see him do that and you know then he converts a couple third downs then he then he then he throws a touchdown pass uh, to Jonah Molesky and so um you know it's just um you know I think it's just been really incredible what our kids have done um just to hang in there um in the face of you know the adversity that we faced with you know losing Andrew Burrito um you know and then um Losing our, our, our backup quarterback and then our third string quarterback. Um, and then we lose our, you know, Dante Barthwell and then we lose Tyler Ramos. We, we literally lost our whole offensive backfield um, and we're still finding ways to win games. So just a lot of credit to the kids. What is the significance of Andrew Brito's injury at this point? And are you looking to maybe go with Jarris again this Saturday? Uh, Andrew will be back this week. So he is. He is going to play this week. Um, uh, he's having a really good week of practice. I think he's almost 100%. So we're looking forward to having him back out there. And uh, we'll continue to use Jarris um, at the quarterback position and probably roll a two-headed monster. We have to we have to protect Andrew a little bit and, um, you know, monitor um, his mileage and his snaps. And um, But he's, he's, he's looked good this week. And, um, you know, we're excited to have him back. He's a senior. Um, you know, this is his last – opportunity to play so um you know Rito's going to give it a go whether he says he's 100 or not and um, by everything that I can tell he looks like he's 100 percent to me he's having a great week of practice I want to circle back real quickly to Tyler Amos I wanted to give you a chance to talk about him a little bit he is a sophomore out of Portage Michigan he was a finalist a few years ago for Michigan's football player of the year what did you like about him when you offered him a spot on your roster? Yeah, I really liked that he was um, just a, a fine young man. Um, I just loved his personality and um, his character and his smile. Um, and I loved his family. Uh, so that was like the first thing that really, you know, caught my caught my eye. I was like, oh man, I like this kid. I like talking to him. I liked visiting with him. I liked his family. Um, you know, I thought, oh, wow, and he was a good-looking dude, very well put together. Um, you know, he's a super hard worker. Um, I think he showed up, uh, you know, on our campus, and um, his basketball team was, I think, undefeated at the time, and he's the point guard on the team, and he sprained his ankle the night before, and he was still trying to work out for us. And I'm like, Tyler, I don't need to see you do anything, dude. You know, you're – I know how good you are. Um, and that just kind of just goes to show you – you know how how tough he is, and um, but you know we recruited him, and we thought he was the honey badger. You know we liked his um, defensive highlights as much as we liked his offensive highlights. So we were kind of recruiting him, you know, to play um, the defense to start. And he said, "Coach, I want to. I'm a running back. I want to carry the ball. Will you recruit me as a running back?" And I said, "Well, absolutely. Um, you know, I love you carrying the ball as well. Um, you know, sometimes offensively and defensively, the staffs fight over guys when you recruit them." Um, so a guy like uh, Amos, a guy that could play either side of the ball, and um, obviously we're, we're excited he's back and healthy um, and expecting big things from him this weekend. 
Sounds like he checked off every box for you when you were looking at him as a recruit. And when you can meet that kind of kid, how much easier does that make that aspect of your job when you have to bring in talent? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I just love Tyler's physicality. Um, he is such a physical downhill runner. Like he loves contact. And so that's, that's I think, his you know best quality. He's very slippery. He breaks a lot of tackles. Um, and when he gets going... You can just see like the confidence um, like grow within our offensive line, and um, you know we play better um, when Tyler's pounding it for us. Looking at your win over Northern Michigan, you guys had a great second half offensively, but they did manage to come back in this one on you guys. They pulled it within six points late in the game, but uh, you guys were able to ultimately seal the win what were you they able to do to kind of climb back in this one against you guys yeah so you know it's um it's a tough lesson for some of our young players to learn you know we had a we had a young man catch his first college touchdown pass and um you know celebrated that um and got an unsportsmanlike um conduct penalty and so we had to kick off from um the 20 yard line and so, um, you know, one of their returners is the best returner in the league. And so uh, we had no choice but to kick it to him because we're kicking off from the 20. And he returned it out past the 50. And then our defense did a nice job, and they punted and flipped the field and uh, had our offense backed up. And then when we punted, you know, we had a guy make a mistake. Um, you know, and then the punt got blocked, and they scooped and scored a touchdown. Um, and so that was, a, you know, unfortunate sequence of events and um you know then they followed that up with um, another touchdown they recovered an onside kick got the ball back and the next thing you know it was it was chaos um but i really thought our guys um you know handled the adversity really well um i thought we stayed calm and um you know our defense really really just kept continuing to play with confidence and um uh, shut that thing down and then Offensively, we got the ball back. Uh, we grinded out some first downs, um, and then Connor Luxick, um, you know, kicked a field goal and uh, made it a nine-point advantage, and uh, that really sealed the game for us. So you come away with a thirty to twenty-one victory in the Superior Dome. How pleased are you to come out of that place with a road win? Oh, anytime you go to the UP and win, um, it's a big win, um, and so. Uh, it was, it was, it was a battle. It was a fight. Um, and I knew it would be, um, in Northern Michigan, they played really hard. Um, so coach Nystrom does an excellent job and, um, you know, we were just uh, fortunate that, um, you know, uh, you know, we were able to finish, um, when we needed to at the end, um, cause, um, it only takes a couple plays and all of a sudden the door opens back up and, you know, it was 27 to seven and everybody was feeling good. And then all of a sudden, you know, you know, one play turns into two plays, two to three, and all of a sudden, whoa, it's, whoa, it's, you know, <laughs> it's 27 to 20. Holy cow, what's going on? You know, um, and that was just the situation that it was. And then Northern had a lot of momentum. Um, but it was just uh, our, our kids showed a lot of resolve. And, um, you know, those are, that's, that's, those are, those are the kind of games you expect when you go up there. You take on Michigan Tech this Saturday. Now, you beat them at their place earlier this year, and we recapped that game. That was a good win for you guys earlier in the season, but as I'm sure we're all aware, this is not the same team that you guys played back on September 24th. 
They've lost two of their last three, but one of those losses was a loss to Ferris State that I think a lot of people would look at and say, that's a lot closer than maybe it should have been a few weeks ago. What concerns do you have about this matchup with Michigan Tech? Yeah, Michigan Tech's a very good football team. Um, and they're very well coached, um, and they play with a lot of discipline, um, a lot of toughness, um, and a lot of effort. So, um, you know, we're going to get their best, um, and that's the bottom line. And so um, that's what you get when you play Michigan Tech. So, um, you know, it's really important that we are at our best. And that's been the message to the kids all week, you know. Um, and so we need to play at our very best. We have not played at our very best um, in the last few weeks. So, you know, we did not play at our best against Northern. We did not play our best against Wayne State, you know. And we didn't play our best against Davenport, um, you know. And so, um, you know, we need to get back to playing um, at our level, um, and that needs to start on Saturday. Just looking at where you guys are right now, record-wise, you are 7-3 and three going into this final game of the regular season. In terms of the playoff picture, where where's your confidence there? Do you feel that a win would probably get you guys into that spot, or do you feel like you have a good enough resume that regardless of what happens this Saturday, you could earn yourself a way into the Division II national playoffs? Yeah, you know, we're keeping our fingers crossed and we have to take care of business um, on Saturday. Um, but we're going to need some help um, from some other teams. And so, um, but, you know, there's 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 no hope if we don't, um, you know, win on Saturday. And, you know, we were we were in the same situation um, a year ago. Um, and then we went up to t- Michigan Tech and um, didn't get it done and it didn't matter. So, you know, right now, really all we're focused on is, uh, is focused on Michigan Tech, focused on Saturday and um, taking care of this last game. And then on Sunday, we'll see how the chips fall. How much have you guys discussed what took place in the regular season finale last year against Michigan Tech this week in practice? Yeah, yeah, we've talked about it, you know, and we talked about, you know, how we felt, you know, for the months and months and months and months after that game. Um, you know, and we don't want to feel like that again going into the off season here. So, um, you know, that's been a big message. We've talked about our seniors. We talked about being at home. Um, we talked about you know that hey, you know our program um, and you are going to be on display. Um, and what's the lasting memory that everyone's going to have of the, the 2022, you know, Saginaw Valley State Cardinals? I said because um, basically this this last game is going to define, you know. Um, our season in my opinion. And so I've challenged our kids, um, you know, though, though, though it's been a beautiful week weather wise, but it's, it's going to get cold and maybe snowy and rainy and windy on Saturday. And there there's, there's no excuses. Um, you know, we need to come out and play our best football and, and finish this season um, the right way. For your seniors, this is going to be the last home game for them and a chance to play one last time at home for the home crowd, being able to represent Saginaw Valley State University. With this being that last opportunity to do what they've done for you for the last four years, what do you hope they come away with this whole experience of being a part of your program and being a Saginaw Valley State University Cardinal? Yeah, we have so many great seniors. You know, I hope... um... I hope that they just feel like the last, um, you know, three or four years has been the best um, three or four years of their life. And that it's been a great experience and a great ride. And, um, you know, I hope on senior day and uh, they come out to midfield and, um, you know, 
hug me and say, Coach Brady, thank you for everything you've done for me. I love you, Coach. You know, so that's you know that's what I want to hear. And um, we have so many great seniors. Um, you know, I'm gonna miss Nick Whiteside uh, dearly and Casey Williams um, dearly and you know, Cam Mitchell and Noah Suber. I mean, uh, Duke Angers. I mean, the list goes on and on here. Nathan Talakai. Um, we got we got 18 seniors, um, and they've 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 helped turn this thing around here, you know. And so um, they they've been incredible. Um, they've been a driving force, um, and um, I know that they're um, disappointed that maybe that their their dream and their goal to play for a national championship this year, you know, may may um, may slip through their fingers. But um, you know they they put themselves in a position now where this program, you know, is is right there with some of the best teams in the nation, and we've we we should feel proud that we've played the the nation's toughest Division two schedule, um, you know, and beaten two top ten teams and taken the number one team in the nation right down, you know, to the wire, um, and so there's a lot to be proud of here. You know, we've we've kept the axe red. Um, you know, we've won homecoming. Um, you know, we've went to the UP twice and won. Um, we won the Red Feather Trophy. Um, it's been a really good year. Um, and so now it's now it's time to finish it out the right way and, and um, send these seniors out as winners. I can't imagine with a resume like that that you guys don't get into the playoffs. But like you said, it all comes down to this Saturday. Saginaw Valley State hosts Michigan Tech at 1 o'clock. Coach Ryan Brady, thank you so much for joining me this week to recap how things went for you guys this week and give us a picture of everything that you are playing for this weekend. I hope you can send those guys out on a winning note. Thanks, Steph. I appreciate it. We're going we're gonna to do our best. Would you like to hear more about Saginaw Valley State football? Then head to my website, aduffsaid.com. You can hear all of my conversations that I've had this season with head coach Ryan Brady just by going to the Podbean app, Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more on Saginaw Valley State football, be sure to look up my Facebook page, sports journalist Duff Tyler. You can also hit me up on Twitter, just look for Duff Tyler. Until next time, I am Duff Tyler, and I am reminding you that if Duff said it, It must be true, because that's what a Duff said.